Warning, the following podcast has been rated listener R due to strong language, violent situations, drug references, sexual innuendos, and who knows what else. Listener discretion is advised. With that being said, hang on, sugar tits, because we're about to get wobbled. What is going on, guys? This is Clayton Wobble Elliott with the Let's Get Wobbled podcast, episode three, and it's finally happened. I am sitting out here with my best friend, Stevens, from work. We're kicking it out here on his porch. Uh, long story short, he went out on vacation, and I just, I told him I was going to watch his house for him. He just has a couple animals out here that I was going to take care of for him. And I never expected anything in return. It's just a friend helping out a friend from work. And he comes back today. I told him we were going to get on the podcast, and he gets me a uh Fat Bottom Betty Cigar, which is amazing. It tastes amazing. And then got me a cigar travel case, all for just watching his place and for my birthday. I just had a birthday recently. So I want to thank you, but I also want to introduce all you guys. This is my friend Stevens from work. Yo, what's up? What is going on, buddy? Hey, I, once again, I appreciate this cigar. It is amazing. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate what you do. It's not, it's not too often where you can get hold of a friend and say, hey, I'm out of town for a week. You mind taking care of my pigs? My my chickens and all my animals walk over my home, so I definitely appreciate you stepping up. And, and like I told you, that's never a problem for me. It's not like I live 20 minutes down the road, and it's just helping a friend out because I know you would turn around and do the same thing for me. Absolutely. I want to get back to the previous episode that I had talked about because you were also the, the one that went to Zumbezi Bay with me for Kristen's birthday. Yep, yep. And I want to get back on that subject, but I want you to just fill me in with some background. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you talked about where you were at out of town. Go ahead and fill everybody in with where you were out of town at, what's going on with you, and then we'll jump into it. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, as Elliot said, we're out of town. Um, we decided to take four kids all the way to Tennessee. A little bit of a struggle. It's not fun. Four kids, eight <laughs> hours um, in a van. Um, you got the pee breaks. I'm hungry. The aggravation of it, but at the end of the day, glad glad that we're able to get planned out. Well, we went to Tennessee, um, spent some time with some family, and ended up taking all the kids to Smoky Mountains. Enjoyed the day at Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, and um, got to do a lot of cool stuff up there. But that's that's basically me. I'm I'm that family man. Got four kids, beautiful wife, and we're always looking for a way not to only teach our kids, but be able to get our kids out and experience experience the world, experience life, experience what the world has to offer instead of being hermit crabs on its own. And, and that's what a lot of people do anymore. They they shelter their kids from the world, not getting them out and not getting out to see what, what the world's all about. I don't want to jump into that super early because I want to, now that we've got the intro on you, I want to jump back to the last episode. I told you guys I went to Zimbizi Bay and the talk that Kristen and I had on the way home was how do you keep a relationship from getting stale? And you were the person that I was talking about with you and your wife and your kids. It is so hard in the profession that you and I have to even get time off work. But once we get that time off work, we spend it with, you know, your your kids and the family and trying to keep that relationship from getting stale, which we all know is inevitable to do. But um, tell me a little bit about the Zumbi Bay trip. Did you guys enjoy yourself? Did you guys have as much fun as we did? 
Yeah, absolutely. So normally, it's like a um, postmark, a staple to our family. Um, ever since the kids were little, even before they're able to go down to the slides, um, we took them to the water park. It, it started off, we always went to the zoo, the entrance peaks into the water park. Um, we took them to the water park, it was hit, and about same maybe the same time every year we get them. It's just a thing we do every year. They love it, they enjoy it. To the point they knew exactly where we're going this time, we try to keep it away from them. But the one thing we don't do is take people with us. So usually it's just a family pack thing. Um, I mean, I consider my family be decently big. Two, two adults, four kids. <laughs> I mean, it gets to be an adventurous day. Right. This time in particular, you know, we got hooked up. There's some birthday things going on. We were planning a trip. It sunk. We decided to go, and you know, I don't, I don't think it'd be the same to go without. I, I, I honestly loved it, and I, I know I would have loved it if Kristen and I just would have went. But even she said it was so much fun just hanging out with your wife while we were out doing the slides and shit with the kids. And then it was nice to all come back together and join in together at the, at the Lazy River with each other. But it's like I told her, I, I asked her. At first, cause it, was her, it was for her birthday, and I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. I said, hey, listen, I'm bouncing this idea. Stevens is going with his wife and his kids. So I said, we'll be celebrating your birthday, but at the same time, it's going to be a little difficult because they'll be there too. And I asked if that was going to be a problem for her. And she said, no, she was absolutely for it. And she even loved the time that I fucked off <laughs> and was like, hey, do you care if I hit the water slides with the guy? She's like, go fucking do you. Let me do me on my birthday. And I was all for it. She loved it. I mean, we had a great time. And I had an even better time on the on the drive home just sitting and talking the whole time we drove back. I thought it was a great time, but I'm glad you guys had fun with it too. And I'm glad that it was all, all really a, a good trip all the way around. Yeah, it was definitely a great time. Definitely enjoyable. It was a uh, first to uh, have my kids in the spot and you know i, I kind of i kind of felt selfish at the time but you know taking the trip down the lazy river having a couple adult drinks you know but at the end of the day you know i come around and my kids are old enough right know, and, and that's I, what makes it nice too you don't have to keep watching over your shoulder every time i mean you still do in this day and age right, now right, unfortunately right, yeah, but absolutely. you have a little bit of sense of where they're old enough now. They, you know, check in every hour. Or so, you know, but, you yeah, know where we're going to be. I got two older boys, and I feel like I've taught them pretty well. Right. That, that I can count on them when it comes to the, the youngest boy and the, the daughter. But, yeah, just like you said, not, it's, it's not we disappear for hours on time. Definitely right. check in. But it, it actually made it enjoyable. The, I'm enjoying this part of life. The kids are older. They're wanting to do things on their own, explore on your own. You can kind of take a little bit of breather, you know, head and do something on your own with your buddy, whatnot. And at the end of the day, it, it all worked out. Kids it definitely did. Did you notice, I don't know if you noticed this or not, and you and I didn't talk about this off podcast. Did you see that the crew was scrubbing bleach on the sidewalks of the park in every so often spaces? No. There was blood on the patio. Oh, somebody get fucked up. Somebody got fucked up somehow, and uh, I I thought it was funny because I told Kristen I said there's like eight dudes out with buckets and they're just walking around with buckets and scrub brushes all over this fucking place. Oh, and the boy. next thing I knew, I'm looking and there's a huge trail of splotches where they've scrubbed and where they haven't scrubbed. There's little red dots <laughs> leading, and I'm like somebody's fucked. They're definitely gonna find this guy. 
So was this about the time your girl went into a panic over her losing her phone? Of course, we go into fucking lost and found. They were like, hey, what's your phone look like? She says it. She describes her phone, and the guy pulls it out. He's like, is this it? She's like, oh, my God, yes. And, he, and the guy was like, oh, I tried to answer it every time this guy called, but I just couldn't get to it on time. I was dealing with some other shit. And I told her, I was like, do you feel better now? Are you cool now? You got your phone now? She's like, you need to shut the fuck up before I hit you in the face. <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to get back, and I want to piggyback off the last episode that we did. And I told everybody that I was going to talk about what would you tell your 16-year-old self? And you and I had talked about this previously after we had gotten after uh, off work one day. I said, Let, let's just sit back and just kick this idea around a little bit. So I'll, I'll start off with you, and I'll let you go ahead. If you could tell your 16-year-old self something right now that you know now, what would you t- go back and tell your 16-year-old self? You know, I could probably spend a year on talking about this, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it short because there's a lot of things. And this this is like a double, double-edged sword, you know. Here I am sitting in my mid-30s, so there's a lot that's happened in life up to this point. And a lot of things that you don't want changed or that's going to impede in what would you change and one you know one of those main things are kids um because one of the main things i would go back and change if i knew what i do now is the relationship you know that that high school fling that that you think you're in love moment but you're really fucking not (laughs) you know the moment where you know today i would tell my 16-year-old boy, you're making a fucking mistake. Oh, you have fucked up. You're sadly mistaken if you think you're in love now. Because right. you're going to have eight more girlfriends in between then and now. Absolutely. And unfortunately, this came in a period of my life that was pretty unfortunate for me. I think I'll save it for, you know, another day. But long story short, you know, I grew up in a pretty abusive home. You know, my father liked alcohol. He liked it a little bit too much. And he got a little bit too rowdy. was always after my mom so it it kind of make made me had to grow up a little bit faster and then made me come to a decision at 16 years old that i was leaving because i couldn't do it no. that led me into leaving my house and moving in with this chick this high school fling at 16 and let me tell you that was the biggest fucking mistake of my life it, it really does suck and part of it part of it's bad because there's some kids that, that, that this day and age that don't have a plan at 16 and it's not bad not to have a plan you don't have to have your life together at 16 and i think that's a common misunderstanding that a lot of people have is that you have to have your shit together and figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life at 16 you don't have to by any means but there's a lot of people that don't even take us any steps towards it like there's like nothing about anybody personally but i know some people who are way older than me who are still sucking off hind tit they're not they don't have a game plan for anything at this point still And it's just, you know, you have to have some sort of plan, and it's okay if that plan falls through, but at least you've got one. But absolutely, I would definitely tell myself, because I was 16, and I did. I thought, I am in love. This is the girl I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I was sadly fucking mistaken. Yeah, and and that's the case on 90% of the time. Now, you have that love ever ever after bullshit with the, the very few people that, you know, they stick it out. But even those, you know, they... They got their ups and downs. They got the cheating in a relationship. They got the the bullshit in a relationship. They've they've chose to stick through it. Their choice of life, you know, at that point, that was just something I wasn't dealing with. Right. And unfortunately, that's what 
ended mine, you know, and made me realize that, you know, this this ain't love. Right. This ain't the chick. This is fucked up. This bitch is crazy. And I can talk about her for a year, too, <laughs> how crazy she is. And, I, and I'm not just saying crazy. Cause that's oh, I know you have. It. We've talked a lot about this particular person outside of work, and I definitely don't want this particular person in the podcast. But I do know what you're saying, and I would definitely tell myself that, too. And to piggyback off of that, I would also tell my 16-year-old self that there's there's never a problem with having a nest egg back there that you don't touch. I know so many people in this life now that earn $5 on their check and they're spending 10 tomorrow, yep. you know, yep. and it's just, they, they can't save money. And it, in my mind, I just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't think what, what the fuck could happen if I blow a tire on this truck right now. Mm-hmm. Or if something happens at the house, I mean, granted I rent, but what would happen if I had something that absolutely needed attention right now and I didn't have shit? I'm not calling anybody else. I'm not going to tuck my pride between my legs because that's the one thing that I'm going to keep till the day that I die is my pride, unfortunately. Well, that's a big part about learning, too. So I'm I'm actually, you know, same thing. You know, it, I would obviously tell myself to, to manage money a lot differently. A big, a big part of that is credit. You know, any and all, anything to do with credit, I wish I knew what credit was. Oh, yeah. Before I went terribly fucked up. Especially before I went to college, I knew what credit was. Right, absolutely. Um, But credit, financial, it's all a big thing, but it's all life lessons, too, that you learn from. Exactly. So you can't can't go in it at 18 years old thinking you're a grown man and try to do it the perfect way because flat out you're just not going to. Right. Unless your father's a millionaire, you know, and then you're not learning any less exactly. lessons at all. But the the whole part about growing up and becoming a man, you're not a man at 18. You're not a man at 21. You know, you, the flat, the truth of that matter is, you're not a man, in my opinion, until you hit your, your mid-20s, getting into your 30s. Right. You have to learn life lessons. Lessons come from what would you change, you know, if you're 16 and what you do now. Oh, yeah. If you're going through life right now, and I, I'm, I'm saying this just out of the truthness of my balls, unfortunately, but if you're going through life right now and you don't think that there's anything you could have done different or there's nothing you could have changed, you're, you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked sure. up way more than what you realize. Yeah, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're not You're not going to make the, the right choice every time. It's hopeful. Your daddy hopes that you make that choice the right way. It just don't happen that right. way. But the... The realness of it is what do you do after that mistake? Right. Do you learn from it or do you not? Right. And unfortunately, you know. And I tell a lot of people that it's not, it's not, adver- it's not adversity that defines you. It's how you handle adversity because life's going to put your dick in the dirt. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You can't make the right choice a hundred percent of the time. Right. And it, it's, it's not adversity that, that defines you. It's how you react to that. So, okay, I just got my dick put in the dirt. I have nothing left but my pride. What am I going to do from here? Am I going to lay here in the fucking dirt? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to get up and am I going to do something about it? And that's that's what people are made of, in my opinion. Right. And then, you know, and that's that's what creates you. That, that's that's who you are when you do become a man. You know, it, it's the life lessons that knock you down. It's your choice if you're going to get back up. I mean, and God knows I've been through many of them. And it's not always the ones that I've made. And when we're going back to... Um, this might as well call her a stupid ass bitch from high school, <laughs> you know, because that's what she is, really. I hate to call my kids as mom that, and 
some of you will will hear this and 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 want to question it but trust me it's not even me, worth the questions i've been i've been through the ringer i've been through it all up and including 30 trips to a courtroom fighting to see my kids my kids being kept away from me um and this is honestly me being the better parent the same parent i had the job i had the place she was homeless she wasn't living anywhere but was trying still to make it away to make sure i didn't have it that was her agenda unfortunately my two boys became the the pawns in that relationship she used them against me and it, right. it was a number and countless court appearances to finally you know she messed up and she, just like this world is going a little bit back on that social that phone and the social media and stuff um you know it happened to be her niece who picked up a video of her you know abusing my little one and it got him put in my hands and i went and got full custody so that's i mean that's through that was several years of headache and i wanted to quit i wanted to give up this ain't life I wasn't living life. I was living life in a courtroom, you know. That that wasn't living life. I was worried about my kids, what was going to happen to them, if I was ever going to see them, what's going on. Start questioning my ability as a dad. And am I a good dad? Is everything true, you know? So yeah, and you know, life lessons comes in all shapes and forms. You know, it's just not the mistakes you make necessarily. Sometimes it's the makes mistakes that put you down that somebody else. It's and even then, you can learn from other people's mistakes, too. Oh, 100%. I've, I've seen so many people fuck up in their lives, and I was like, fuck, I'm glad I, I chose the right choice on that one. I'm glad yeah. I ended up on this side of the road on that, because, right. you know, I just very well could have easily made the exact same mistake that they did. But, you know, it's all about how you learn from those life choices. And I even had a, a scenario where I was trying to pick a, a, up a new job that was up in Michigan. I was moving away from everybody that I knew. I had a chance to make better money. And I asked my mom, I said, hey, mom, what do you think I should do? Should I move away from everybody for more money, get an apartment, start my own thing? Or do I chill down here? And she's like, well, Clayton, that's up to you. I can't make that decision for you. I was like, yeah, but your opinion would be nice. She's like, I want you to do what's best for you. And I turned around and I went to my dad and I said, hey, dad, here's what's going on. I want your opinion on it. And he, he told me the same thing. I'm like. You guys have never once been on the same fucking page in my entire life, but yet now you guys are on the same page. I can't get an answer out of either of you. And I learned that I'm I'm very thankful that I didn't take this job offer. I just decided to stay local because I was on with my family and the fire department that I'm on and everything else. But I learned through that that it didn't matter what they told me. It mattered what I did and how I handled that. So I could have very well went to Michigan and I'd I'd have made it or I wouldn't have. I don't know, but. It's all about those life choices. Mm-hmm. You can't have somebody else tell you how to live your life because that's your book. Yep. You're the one with the pen. You're the one that, that's you're writing, writing it out. Yep. And nobody else can make that decision for you. Right. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's that's going off of, again, life choices. But to get back to what we, what would we do at 16, these life choices that we've made, it makes it hard to answer that. Right. You know, because in the time period of being 16 to mid-30s now is where I'm at, unfortunately, um, you got you got the thing that's there, and that's kids, you know. But the person that gave them to you, 
you would a hundred I would a hundred percent change. I would change that scenario. Right. And especially now, you know, I'm I, I went to school with my wife, my current wife, you know, went through high school. We lived less than a half a mile away and just never hooked up because of these piss poor relationships. She was in a similar relationship, you know, because of what we thought at sixteen. Right. You know, and and later on we hook up and it's the best decision of my life. You know, I, I wish I found this. I can't say found her because she was there. Right. I just wish that scenario happened or, you know, I knew now what I did at 16, but again, she brings two kids to the table too. Right. So that's where we get our four, my right. two, her two, but they all live under our roof, you know, but it's difficult because you go back, you want to change that. Right. And number one, that's the first thing. In a heartbeat, I would change, is that decision of falling in love, moving in, thinking that that's what it was, <laughs> and it wasn't love at all, not right. any, anywhere close to it, <laughs> but both her and I got kids out of the deal, best right. kids. Our kids are wonderful. I, I can honestly say from my experience, they're really good kids. I've met kids that just are off the chain, they don't listen, they, they're just fucking assholes, and let me tell you what, your kids are definitely not assholes. And I just, I think it's crazy, but I, I can see where you guys are, are talking about. Now, granted, I don't have kids, but I've been in that relationship where I almost proposed to somebody who I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. I finished my beer and I set it down and Kristen, without even flinching, she just heard the bottle hit the floor. She just got up and walked inside and I'm like, what the fuck's she doing? I thought about it for a little bit. My buddy's like, I, I think she's a keeper, man. She's a really nice girl. I really see that you're happy with her. And I'm like, yeah, she's she's a great person. And she come out with two beers in her hand. She's like, that's just the kind of person yeah, I am. I, I see your beer's empty. I'm going to get you yeah. another beer. But yet at the same time, we've had the conversation where her previous boyfriend was a shitbag. Mm -hmm. But she always tells me that she's not going to do a wife's job for a girlfriend's pay. And I keep telling her all the time, I was like, you better watch yourself because eventually I'm going to find out what that wife shit's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she brought me a beer without me having to ask. I was like, fuck, this is great. Right. She checks uh, all yeah. my boxes. And yeah. I, I know a lot of guys say, oh, I'm in love. Bullshit. But she really does. She makes me extremely happy. Yeah. There, there's, you know, back then, again, our topic, 16, we think we know what all the check marks are. We, right. we think we know what all the boxes are. Unfortunately, we're thinking with our fucking meat stick. <laughs> at 16 you know, yeah that's all you, you know, think with that yeah. motherfucker leads you around and yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just follow where it goes you know it is what it is at that point <laughs> i mean we all know come on it there's no boxes now we don't know what those are now. we don't know what we're expecting what we you know we're just doing what our fathers told us and taught us right you know take care of the woman yep. you know and do what you need to and unfortunately for me it was work you know my grandpa my dad you work Work your ass off. It's your responsibility. Take care of your kids. Take care of your woman. That's what you do. I worked long hours. Right. You know, I I worked while she stayed at home. I, I I done all those things. But then you come to find out that no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's piss poor. That's piss poor advice. You know. And I've had a conversation with my dad about that. That's 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 not the way. That's not the way it goes. You know. And I get it. Generations change air change things change um but what what we learned today is that there's boxes and not only should she hit boxes and check boxes 
we as a man, we need to hit those boxes and check those boxes. But what you learn is it's an equal, it's an equal partake, you know. She does, you do, you make a team. And once once you come together and you have that team and you're doing things based on those, that's that's when you realize, okay, this is what you got. You got to be able to check the boxes just like the your woman does, you know, and that's that's a big thing. You know, uh, again, a life lesson that was from then to now as a boy and how I was taught, you know, it was only you giving the boxes. Right. You know, and and you didn't know any different. And then I get with my wife now, and she makes me realize, and she's teaching me that there's a lot more boxes. It's just not the man's boxes. You know, I got check boxes too. Right. And when know? I first when I first met Kristen, she sat down with me at a restaurant, and she goes, "Here's the deal, bub." And I'm like, <laughs> "Lay it on me, babe." <laughs> like this is the first time I've ever met this girl off of Tinder, and I'm sitting down, sitting bub. to her face to face. She didn't say bub. I, she's probably gonna be like, "I didn't fucking say that." <laughs> But, but it makes the story better. Yeah, yeah. But she sat down and she goes, these are the boxes I need checked. And she went, bam, 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 bam. And I'm sitting there going, holy fuck, that was fast. I don't know if I got those all done. Oh, <laughs> well, let me get my recorder. <laughs> yeah, wait, let wait, me, I got to take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> but, again. but she, you know, I took in as much information as I could at that time. And I did. I, she told me after a while of me talking to her, she said, it was crazy how fast and how quick you checked those boxes. And I said, because for me, I know what boxes I want checked. Right. So why wouldn't I check your boxes for you? Because I know how important those boxes are for me to check. You know? So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that your boxes are checked. So that way you're, you feel wanted. And I'll do whatever it takes. It You know? It is what it is. It's a give and take. And you have to make sure that there's plenty of give and take. Because as soon as there's not, you'll know. Right. Yep. And I, that's really is what been, that's what's been taught. You know, you, you had those boxes. You had boxes that you you wanted or you anticipated and that's what kind of helped you out to how to take care of her me I wouldn't necessarily put off on that foot you know nor growing up in a household that I didn't get to see my parents love each other or you know show them expressions but I did get told and yelled at all the time by my father this is what you do you know even though what I was seeing him do was completely wrong you know in my book but you still take that advice me you know, it was taught to me that it's all about the woman. Right. You know, even though he's treating her piss poor, he thought he had the best advice. It's all about the woman. That's what I did. And it kicked me in the ass. It showed me nothing. I get in this relationship, and she's like, well, hold up. You know, it's just. <laughs> this is how it all... is, big boy. You better listen. <laughs> exactly. It's not all about that. You know, we both have a part in this. We both have choices to make. We both have to do this. And she was 100%. We're all in together. Right. Or not at all. And this is how it's going to be. And then from that day, seven years now. That's what I said on the last podcast. I said, it is absolutely crazy because when we went to Zumbizi Bay, I I know you guys have been married for a while, but I I wanted to make sure I had the right numbers and I looked it up. You said six years. Did I say six? Okay. So I I might have fucked that. But Facebook. Actually, July 31st marked the day we got together. Facebook lied to me then because that's what I used. And let me tell you, your wife shares a shit ton of stuff on Facebook because I had to scroll through all that bullshit. Or hell, wait a minute. I think I may be wrong. I'm going to edit this out of the podcast either way. Not necessarily. You don't have to do that. It's okay. (laughs) She's going to be pissed. No, she won't be mad. See that? It's either six or seven. I thought it was six coming up on seven. Okay, so the the other, some people call crazy. Look, I get out of this crazy relationship. 
fuck this shit. This bitch is crazy. I'm doing my <laughs> own thing. And wham. You know, not too long after that, I get with this my wife now, you know, and and that's the thing. A year later, I married her. People thought I was off my damn rocker. But it was that big of a difference. It was that big of a difference oh, when yeah. you knew. What you were what used you to. What you thought. Yeah. And what you thought. And then this came along. It's like, well, holy what the shit. Fuck? <laughs> this girl makes her own money. She gets off her ass. She, you know, I don't have to work 80 hours a week to to take care of this. You know, she's helped me. I help her. I'm out cutting grass. She weed eats. You know, I'm out doing the garden, and sh- she's out there doing her thing. You know, it's, I'm like, wow. I hit the fucking yeah. lottery. So I married her. I'm right. like, Hell yeah. that's, that's the best thing, you know. Shack up. I wasn't letting that go. You <laughs> Hell know, yeah. To me at that Fucked time. Fucked up once and before, today, damn, if I do it again. Fuck you, <laughs> absolutely. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's what I said in the last podcast. I said, but I'm pretty sure six years on July 31st. No, no. Seven years. On July 31st, six years I've been married. Okay. So I think that's what I was going off of we, was marriage. We pretty much married. Right. Lower I didn't catch after. when you guys were together, but I scrolled. She posts like six fucking posts a day. So mm. I just scrolled through Facebook because I was like, man, I really should probably get this right. But either way, you guys have been married for six, seven years, whatever. But at Zumbizi Bay, it looked like you guys were on your first fucking date. And I loved that. Because me and Kristen have only been together for... <laughs> Three months, and she's gonna be pissed because I don't know. We, st- I, I asked her to be my girlfriend on four four twenty four, and the only reason I know that's because she had to repeatedly tell me, "Hey, you asked me to be in a relationship with you on four four twenty four because I'm horrible with numbers. I, I didn't have a, I had a really hard time remembering her birthday, too. See, I just, I'm bad with that shit. And really, I, and as you can tell, I'm horrible with numbers too. You know, I don't, I don't keep a book, and I'm not, I'm, I am big about the the little things of our relationship right but 731 has been it stuck with me because that day that day changed right you know? and it, it was a it was a simple day as in she got a hold of me on facebook hey you want to come over and have a drink we're having a fire i came over a little chit chat you know mutual friends because like i said we grew up we same same age same class same school mutual friends you know, it was a good time. Never left from there, and that's that's got honest. People are gonna call me crazy, but that's got honest truth. I showed up that night. I stayed the, that night. The next night, of course, again she had her own place, so that was amazing <laughs> to me. You know, no man was taking care of her. Right. And I stayed the following night, and it just turned into as I hold up. Let me go to my sister's because that's where I was staying at the time, and got. Got the divorce, finally got that shit done. Staying at my sister's, kicking it, chilling, enjoying single life, you know. And I went and grabbed my shit, went went back, never left. And it's been nothing but mission and goals from that point. And it's it's not what we show, we show, but it, it's not all cookies and cream. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we all know what marriage is. We all know what marriage is with kids. With us, it's especially difficult. Oh, yeah. Because she brings two kids to the table. I bring two kids to the table, and it creates a parenting challenge. Right. Now, it's nothing that we've really butted, butted heads on, but it creates just challenges. But the the one thing that doesn't go unnoticed is we don't forget that day. She knows I changed her life. She knows that she changed my life. We know that this 
this is it. Right. We're putting all effort into it, you know? And it, it, it takes that. It takes it takes effort. And you commented on that. You know, you you commented on guys or people in your last episode of getting complacent. It's you know? so easy to get complacent. So fucking out. easy to do. Because and, and I'm I'm guilty of it. Everybody myself. is. If you haven't got complacent, you, I want to fucking read your book. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it, you get stuck in, I mean, you touched on it. You get stuck on, you go to work, you come home. My situation, my wife wants pigs. She wants chickens. She wants rabbits. You know, we, we're trying to do this self-efficient thing. We got a garden. We got meat going on. We don't have to depend on Walmart or Joe Biden, you know. What it comes down to is, yeah, babe, I help you. I help you, you know, and it's just hard work. So you get you get caught in that complacency. You come home, it's like shit. I got to clear out some time to mow all my grass, take care of these animals, get this weed eating done, get the house chores done, get the kids to their practices where they need to go, and and you get lost in that and you forget. And that's why it's crucial for us, just like we did. You know, it's like. I loved it, and I we would took, do it again for sure. We took that trip to Zumbezi Bay. You know, we we take the trip to Tennessee. You just you got to find a time. You got to find a way. You get out of it. You know, you, you just got to find different things to do. They they keep it unbalanced. That's right. really what you want: an unbalanced relationship, in a sense. Right. You know, you don't because want that you community. get in that rut, and that's where complacency lies. Absolutely. Yeah. Because everybody eventually gets complacent. Yeah, 100%. And in my mind, it's like I said, it's happened before. I try so hard to win your heart over in a relationship. And now that I've got it, I, I just, there's other shit going on. It, it sucks. But, and yeah, she does fall on the back burner from time mm-hmm. to time. And yep. she knows that. And she's okay with it from, from time to time. Yeah, but is she falling in the back burner because you're cutting grass and you're weeding and you're taking care of the house? Or is she falling on the back burner because you're fucking going out with your buddies and drinking beer and going and running the bars? Right. There's a difference. There. Right. But yeah, definitely finding that, that, I liked how you put that unbalanced because it's not bad to be unbalanced no, at all. Absolutely not. When you're in a balance, like I said, you you feel like you've got it it's all under control. Yeah, it's comfortable. Yep. And you're not doing those things that are out of the ordinary. Yep. But when you are, it, it makes it that much better. Yes. Yep. And then, like I said, you know, and that's that's where two different people make right. one great person. She, I mentioned before, I need a plan. I had to plan things out. She's spontaneous, you know, and that's. That's really created a great situation. That's why you and I work out so well, because I am not a planned motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I am not planned at all. I go by the (laughs) flow of shit. I can't stand to make a plan because I know it ain't going to happen the way I plan it out anyways. What's the point? Right, right. But, yeah, I I mean, I do. There's there's sometimes where I try to plan shit, and then I get pissed off when it doesn't happen. So I'm like, well, fuck, we're just, we're going by the seat of our pants here. We're just going to fly with it, and wherever it lands, it lands, and we'll take it from there. That's what I've learned. Fuck it. Whatever, if something bad happens, it's your fault, not mine. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, but and no, it always turns out a good time. But here we are, two men drinking a beer and smoking a cigar, and we're talking about relationships. Obviously, that's that's what part of what we want to change at sixteen. But there's there's other things too, right? That we wanted to, if we could go back. You may be change. honest with you. I wish I'd have taken better care of my cars. Your cars. I I did not know because I mean my dad was around, but he wasn't big much of a car guy. The first car I ever had was a Chevy Cavalier, and I loved that fucking car because it was a tank. You can beat Chevy Cavaliers into the dirt. Grand Prix, you can do anything. I ran that motherfucker out of oil (laughs) for a long time. Then the rod started knocking, and I'm like, "What's that noise?" 
and I listened to that noise for about three months. <laughs> and I was like, well, it eventually go away. I <laughs> yeah, it went well, right? I pulled into work and that bitch cheese saw. <laughs> there was no bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, I was hor- I was hard on cars. And then I finally was like, well, I should probably start fucking taking care of them because this is getting kind of expensive. Yeah, it is. And we realize now today that cars are expensive. And it's funny that you hit on this because I got a couple boys getting of age and this has brought me around to it. You right. Know, here recently, I'm sitting here trying to plan out you know what you know the oldest one is going he's going to be driving we need to teach him get him on these back roads and then it's like well shit you know i got four kids four cars <laughs> what did it, what the fuck did i do at 16 right with cars worked my ass off for my car you know i worked my ass off but we ran that fucking car ragged because we didn't know you know we didn't know what we we're doing you know at that i don't know if it we didn't know what we we're doing. We just didn't give two shits. Probably didn't time. give two shits. So I'm trying to relay that to my kids now. You know, 13, 14 years old, you know, but I'm trying to push that message. Like, look, hey, yeah, I'll get you your first car. We'll work together to get your second car. That's only if you take care. Yeah. Of it's oil, fun to tear tires. shit up, but you got to ready you got to get those repercussions because yeah. they're coming. If you tear the shit out of it, it's going to fucking oh, yeah. it's gonna cost you. And again, that's falling back to financials. Financials. Yeah, absolutely. And you were talking about credit. I wish I did know more about financial when I was 16 because I just... Now, granted, I've I've been working since I was 14, 15 on and off these summer jobs and shit like that because... And I didn't want to have to rely on my mom and dad for gas money and pizza money, shit like that. So I went out and got a job. So I I do know what how hard it was to earn a dollar, but at the same time, it's fucking easy to spend money. Very easy. It's, It's terribly easy. And I'll tell you, um a couple of those situations you know i got three three boys in football i got girl and true leading you know sports have football has taken it's coming here we are the boys are in practice every day we had to go dicks we had to get the the girdles the pads the mouthpieces the chin straps the you know the girls which i don't agree with you know the tight spandex short stuff that you did when you were 16 you don't now because you yeah, have, a daughter. I have a daughter that's a whole different story fuck that i'm like what the fuck no you ain't getting that get where's the loose ones where's the men's size you know that's, but you know again i can't take away from her life i can't change or reroute her life neither so but nine hundred dollars that's nine hundred dollars as well we and cleats you know we we know what the whole oh yeah is. i know but nine hundred dollars at dicks walked out i was like holy shit Are you <laughs> and that's after the trip me? from zimbezi bay that you after the trip to. yeah so <laughs> here i'm reaching deep into her fucking pockets you know and then hitting that overtime sheet real hard <laughs> <laughs> i did i know i did after i left zimbezi bay i was like oh i should probably hit an overtime <laughs> take it in cash because i could definitely use it. And then go to tennessee mm-hmm. you know you drive down to tennessee drive back well you got you got to make sure your car's in good shape to get there. Right. Or you can get rental. You got the fuel that you're putting in it. That's just start off. Then you got the food and the staying and everything else. And not to mention going to, I I would not suggest, if you have not been to Smoky Mountains or Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge, please do. And please put that on your list to do. I would love to take Amazing. the bike out there. It would be great. I've Don't never been. Go out there. Empty pocket. <laughs> yeah. But it is a very fun place. Take some money with you. It's great. But we dropped another couple grand just in, you know, what, four or five days being there. Right. So 
So it's a great time. And we're fortunate enough to be in a spot that we can have those good times, but it brings you back to being in tight spots, not understanding financial, how important a dollar is, how far a dollar goes, especially today, your credit, you know, my, my credit was so fucked. Oh, mine was too. I got out of college and I went to get a loan just because I I wanted a better vehicle than what I had. Mm -hmm. She's like, what's your credit score? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, well, are you paying on anything? I said, I just got out of college. I'm paying my student loans. She's like, oh, that's not going to be very good. Uh, so for like a $5,000 loan, she's like, yeah, I'm going to need collateral and a co-signer. I was like, Jesus Christ. 30% interest. <laughs> good luck paying this back. You know, that's 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 for real. That's what comes it is. To, and we, we don't know. We just, we're happy because somebody's lending to us. You know, and these are the things we didn't know now that we do now. You know, sure, you can have bad credit, go out there and get something. But you don't pay attention to what you're paying at the end. You know, in the long run, the interest that you're getting charged because you're young and dumb and you, your credit sucks. You give two fucks about your credit. But, you know, credit's definitely a big thing. It's much needed. You know, I, I love when people say, ah, if you don't have cash, then you don't need it. I understand that and I get it. And I'm 100% on board with that, you know, on, in most scenarios. But unless you got some fat ass pocket. You ain't buying you ain't a house shit. with cash. Fuck that. You're not buying a good, dependable car with cash. You know. You... Everybody talks about how bad credit is. I don't think you can live in this world without no, having established credit. Absolutely not. There's no fucking way. You know, they. You just have to know how to handle credit. Absolutely. You have to have that money to turn around and pay back. Yep. Because making those payments is gonna dig. You might as well grab a shovel and start digging your grave because yep. it, it, it'll bury you. There's a lot of lessons there, and and I wish they taught it in school. I yeah, they don't they, teach anything in school like they don't they teach anything important. They teach you, and and I'm not touching on the history, guys. I'm not a history person, but they teach you things that happened many years ago. Some of it, it's it's good to have common knowledge of what happened, where our ancestors came from, what they went through, what our grandparents did. But that that's just me because I'm not a history guy. I'm touching on, but even uh, my partner Ludwig. You know, something he's trying to get into fire department, you know, and, and. Name drop Ludwig. You should have ran faster, you pussy. Fucking, how many seconds short on the run? (laughs) He was 10 seconds. Yeah, he's a fucking pussy. Jesus. You better. Slash Army Reserve that fell 10 seconds short in the run. He's got excuses. He does. (laughs) It's easy for us to talk shit about him when he's not here. Yeah. But it's coming back to the things that you utilize and the things that you don't. Right. You know, and and they teach us some dumb shit in school. And it's a lot of things that we don't utilize in the real world at all. You know, when they could put a period in that taught us credit. Life skills. What credit is, what to do, what not to do, what's going to happen if you do fuck up. You know, that'd been nice. Yeah. Or the importance of. Maybe saving a dollar here and there. That way you're not all willy-nilly blowing blowing all your fucking cash. And then, you know, the way you're, you're blowing cash is because you're you're driving your ride, right? And your ride breaks down, you ain't got no cash to fucking fix it. Right. And now you're begging or you're up the creek without a fucking paddle. Right. Basically. You know, it, again, it, it's not, I don't want to highlight that, but I wish I didn't know it. Or at least I had an idea or it was taught to me. Oh, yeah. You know, because, again, I'm falling back on life lessons. That taught me. 
a lot of things. That right. taught me today I do things the way I do is because of those days that I fucked up. Right. You know, and and that that's really me going back to 16. That's, I think that's really what I would touch on. And besides getting with the woman that I'm married to now, um, I know we got the kids, and I would not trade them for the world. But who's to say that we wouldn't have the same four kids if we're together? Right. You know? And, and life would have been much easier, much happier, you know, where we are now. So that, that's definitely a big thing I would change. But at least get taught financial, you know, credit, save a dollar, how much a dollar is worth, you know, and how important college is and college isn't. College is not important. Right. It is if you are if you have 110% a plan to do something. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that college is a waste no, no, of no. money. Because I, I did I got my associates in construction management, but I am not doing anything construction. But wasted my time and money. The stress. The stress that got put on these children at that age of you gotta you gotta have this, you gotta hit this, you gotta get good SAT scores, you gotta get in college, you gotta go do this, and they get buried in fucking seventy grand of debt. But that's not what we need anymore. We needed guys to be in those office spots because there was a shit ton of old guys still twerking fucking wrenches right but now all those old guys are fucking off yep. and we need guys twerking wrenches yeah we that's who that's the paid jobs now and uh, fortunately for us i think we're we're bidding from bidding bidding from we, we both had laborers jobs we both know what the work field is right and, that, and that's what the world needs now is labor they they don't need i've never been short a job yeah i put a two weeks notice and i've got a job after those two weeks i've never went and went well, fuck, what am I going to do until I start this right. next job? I've always had a job. Yep. And I, I'm very thankful for that because I, my parents taught me what the, the value of a dollar was. Yeah. Because if you go that week without making any money, there's a check that you you could have made. But instead, you decided, you know what, I'm just going to fuck off for a week. You know, just do me. But doing you ain't paying the fucking light bill. No, not paying for lights to be on. Not paying for the water. Whatever else is necessary to keep a damn roof over your head. But I think uh, another statement to make is that we don't realize at that time where, you know, ah, ah, fuck it, we'll get it next time. Right. You know, and, and we realize real quick, next time turns in next time. And before you know it, you're so fucking buried that you're fighting to climb up out of that hole. Absolutely. And that's a life lesson. I was in that hole. I think we, a lot of us was in that hole. We fought and dug and climbed and climbed and climbed and said, what the fuck did we do? But we learned from it. And it's made a powerful statement. You know, we're much smarter with money now. You know, we know what credit is. We know, but it, you can't help to think of what that could have done for you a little bit earlier from now. Absolutely. You know, the 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 power of thinking ahead. You know, not waiting until mid thirties, forties to think about your retirement. It's too late. Right. It's too late to be thinking about that shit now. You're you're screwed. I'm. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm in that boat. I didn't care about retirement. I didn't with retirement. Hell, I was in my 20s. I get two fucks. I'm right. not worried about my retirement. Right. You know, until now. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got to start, my gotta life start putting in so I can start I taking out. I be doing something. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I wish was taught. You know, it just wasn't. You had to you had to learn it on your own. Right. You know, and the the power you could have about if you're smart with your money. You bought your new car. You paid it off. You know, in a hurry, you bought a house, bought that 30-year mortgage, 
you you work your ass off and you pay that house off in five or ten years. That's what our goal is, and that's what we're working on, you know. And but what spot does that put you? Exactly, put you in a much better spot, stress free, debt free. You're able to pay more attention to your kids. You know, you're able to go do things, have fun. So, yeah, you know, relationship and money. Unfortunately, that's what this world is. You know, and that's what. I would say I would have to go back and change, but financials and relationships, that's, that's really what makes up, makes up your life. Right. And retirement. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't fuck up. Put in your retirement. I'm done. You're going to regret it. You something. want that little extra cushion mm-hmm. when you fall down, like, well, not when you fall down, but when you're done, you know, I, I'd love to have that little extra money. I've never heard anybody complain about having too much money. Oh, hell no. It's just <laughs> the fact of being money that you can't touch. Right. See, what people should do is just put into the retirement and never get statements. That's right. You know, I get a quarterly. I used to get a quarterly statement. That way I knew kind of where I was at. Yeah. Okay, this is where I see I'm at. But I, I didn't want the fuck it. They used to send me weekly statements. I'm like, why are Throw you that doing shit this? In the trash, I promise you yes. it will help you because... You know, in that year, you haven't looked at it for a while, and you see you got 30K Boom. up in your retirement. And yeah. before you know it, well, I need this, or I want this, and it's gone. Yep. But the, the reality of it is, the thing that you got to ask yourself, do you want to work until you die? Because that's reality. Yeah. You know. My you grandpa know. worked. He, he died on a Friday. He got off work, went to his house, sat down and ate dinner, and died in his chair. Yeah. And I hated that for him. I, I wanted him to retire life. so bad and spend time with his other grandkids. Yep. But that's the the gist of it is everybody everybody wants that money now and they're not setting back for later. Why would I save back for later if I can just get it all now? Now, yeah, yeah. There's there's things you can't get now that you need later. Right. That, that's a big part of it. And that, unfortunately, I'm learning that now and not when I should have learned. You know, I could have better prepared myself for today. I could be living in a lot better place today if I knew what I did then. Right. You know. So. There's some things I want to take away from being 16, you know, how we're kids. I had fun being 16. I mean, I wasn't a rambunctious kid because my dad, you know, my mom and dad were divorced and I was spending a lot of time with them on the weekends and I didn't go out and party a whole lot, but I enjoyed my teens. I learned a lot for sure. I didn't make huge mistakes that ruined my life or anything like that, but I I definitely learned from those mistakes that I did make for sure. Yeah, contrary, we didn't end up in prison, huh? Thank God. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to wrap this episode up. We've already been going on almost an hour already. Oh, wow. I know. This episode's gone long, but here's what I want to do. Sorry, that's not bad manners. That's just good beer. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, so if you guys could do me a favor, check out the post on the Let's Get Wobbled podcast page, or if you're friends with me on Facebook, it'll be on my podcast page, or my Facebook page, Clayton Wobble Elliott. Just like, comment, and share, share that post. But I'll tell you what, guys, I appreciate you so much for listening to this episode. We're going to sit here. We're going to go ahead and kick off the next episode and start recording it so it's ready for you guys when I drop it. But until the next time and until the next episode, guys, stay 